Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. This is your brother Mikail Ahmed Smith here from Qalam. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, please donate to Qalam by visiting supportqalam.com. We love being able to share this content for free, and your donation ensures that we will always be able to do so. Each podcast we produce has thousands of lis- listeners, so the support you give to this community in this effort brings immense reward. You never know who will benefit from your donation. Assalamu alaikum. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salam ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wa hubba amalin yuqarribuna ila hubbik ya rabbil alameen. Um, this is a dua that, as you probably know, I normally start all of my classes with this dua. And um, tonight, that dua has a, a, a higher level, or um, it's, it's a bit more important because of its uh, relationship with uh, tonight's dafs and what we're going to cover. The dua that I just read is a, is a dua where you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for three types of love. Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak. Oh Allah, put in my heart a love for you. Right? And then, oh Allah, give me love of the people that love you and give me love for those actions that will gain your love. Now, the reason why this is so significant is because the, the problem that this whole book is prefaced on. For anyone following, we know that the person who asked the question, they were stuck in some sin and they couldn't get out of that sin. And because they were stuck, stuck in that sin, they wrote a question to Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi how to get out of that sin. And we found out last week that most likely the sin was that they were in love with someone, they had some uh, relationship with someone that they shouldn't have that relationship with, and they wanted to know how to get out of that. So last week what we studied was that in order for you to, um, uh, to, to, to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and in order for you to get rid of those sins, Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi explained to us that you have to be able to create a higher love or a higher fear. Right? Remember we talked about this last week. He said that you have to have the ability to create a higher love or a higher fear. Right? And, and the only way you can uh, push down a desire that you have, the only way you can push down a desire that you have, or the only way you can quiet a fear that you have, is to create inside of you, your heart, a higher love than that, or a higher fear than that. Right, so the example is like you're at the airport. It's time to salli, right? It's time to pray. Now I got one fear because everyone's looking at me, right? I have that anxiety, that kind of fear, like yo, people are gonna be looking at me funny, right? So I have to trump that fear, trump it, right? I gotta trump that fear with a higher fear, and that fear may be the Rasul Sallallahu turning his face away from me on Yom Al Qiyamah. Like, why didn't you pray? You were ashamed of my Sunnah. You were ashamed of me? Now that fear right there, if it's strong enough, will quiet all that other noise and allow that person to do what they have to do. But sometimes it may be a, something that you're in love with or someone that you're in love with. And because of that love, it's stopping you from something else. So he said that you have to uh, instill, uh, create within yourself this higher love, this al-hub al-a'la, the highest form of love. So tonight's class is all about hub. It's all about love. And that's all Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi rahimahullah discusses in this section. So he begins and he says, He says, all worship is based on love and humility. All worship, all worship is based on two things. Love and humility. He says, "Man ahabba shay'an wa khadha'alahu faqad ta'abbada." He says, "Whoever loves some, something and humbles themselves before it has worshipped that thing." And he says, "Bal ta'abbud akhir muratib al-hub." He says, "In reality, worship is the is the is the um the highest stage of love." So now what Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi rahimahullah ta'ala is going to do tonight for us, he's actually going to discuss the levels of love. 
the various levels of hub, the levels of muhabba and love. So he says, he says, the inna awwal al-muratib. He says the very first level of hub. Pay, pay close attention, inshaAllah. The very first level of hub is al-alaqa. Alaqa. Ain, lam, qaf, ta. Alaqa. And alaqa in English means what? To have a relationship, to have a connection. Like alaqa shay is like to hang something on something. Right? So he says the first level of hub. In the Arabic language, the first level of hub, according to Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi, rahimahullah, is called alaqa. And he says, the reason this first level is called alaqa, he says, لِتَعَلُّقِ الْقَلْبِ الْمَحْبُوبِ Because the heart becomes attached to the beloved. So this is the first level. The heart becomes ta'alluq. It becomes connected or attached to the mahbub. And then he gives a little poem that I won't be able to read today. <laughs> It's, uh, it's a little too it's about it's fire you know what I mean like <laughs> so I can't read this right? it's about Layla and Majnoon so I'm, I'm just going to lay off that and keep rolling inshallah thumma ba'da you know the real Romeo and Juliet yeah the real Romeo and Juliet was Layla and Majnoon came many years before Sheikh Zubair thumma ba'da now next level the next level, he says is Sababa with a sod. Sababa. second level. He says the reason this level, this level, this next level is called Sababa is because he says the heart completely pours over the mahboob. So Sabba, the word Sabba in Arabic like is to pour something. The word sabba in Arabic means the poor. So he says, in slibab, in slibab, this type of love is when the heart is just poured over the mahbub, the thing that is beloved. He gives another poem, I'm going to skip it. <laughs> he says, the third level of love. Please pay close attention to these. It's very profound. Because listen, what are we talking about in reality here? We're talking about you getting over things to get to Allah. We're talking about the things that stop you from getting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? When Netflix is stopping you from pr praying, there's a problem of love there. There's a problem of preference there. Right? So you have to learn how to, how to come up over that and create a deeper thing there. So, this, so the next level he calls gharam with a ghain. Ghain, ra, mim, gharam. And, and what does it mean? He says, وَهُوَ لُزُومَ الْحُبْ so, so you know a person who owes someone The person you owe money to In Arabic is called gharim Same word gharim And the reason they're called gharim Is when someone, when, you, when someone owes you money You're always on top of them You're like they don't let them go Where you at yo? Where you at? You still in town right? <laughs> you ain't leave the Philly right? <laughs> no you still in Dallas? Okay you stay with them gharim Gharim, you stay right with him. <laughs> you stay right with him. So he says the reason, the reason uh, this type of love is called that is because the hub in the heart stays constantly with that mahbub thing. It never leaves it. It's constantly connected to it. The one that's in debt or the one who's owed money is called gharim because he's always on top of that person who owes him money. And that's why Allah says about this word, About the punishment of Jahannam, Allah uses the same word. That it's a punishment, it doesn't come off. Same word, it's stuck. It doesn't come off. Allah protect us. He says, He says, He says, many nowadays in his time, he says, nowadays everyone's used this word for love. Ghuram. Because of what it means. Then he goes to the next one. What number? Number four is called Ishq. Ain, Sheen, Qaf, Ishq. Which is like an infatuation. A, a, a hub that's gone too far. He says, Huwa ifrat al-muhabba. It's just excessive. Too much love. Too much. 
And he says that's why this word is never used. According to Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi, he says, وَلِهَادَ لَا يُوسَفْ بِهِ الرَّبْ تَعَالَى وَلَا يُطْلَقُ فِي حَقِّ You don't use this word ishq with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is according to Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi. Some do though. Next one. And this last one is the one we're going to spend the rest of the evening discussing actually. ثُمَّ شوق 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 شاقة is to desire something deeply, to yearn for something. Shok, to truly yearn for something, to truly desire something. And Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyahimullah in another, same author, but in another one of his books, as he describes uh, this concept of, of shok, he, uh, he says what it means is when إِنَّمَا يَكُونُ مَعَ الْغَيْبِ مِنَ الْمَحْبُوكِ It's when the beloved is not with you. It's when the beloved is not with you, so you yearn for it. You desire to have it. So, so shok is actually according to Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi rahimahullah, he says, muhabba, love, is like the seed in the heart. And shok is one of the fruits of that seed. I'm going to say that again. Muhabba, love, is like a seed planted in the heart. But this word shok, what does shok mean? Yearning. That yearning, like I gotta have it. I gotta have it. I need it. I miss it. Right? That feeling is called shok. And he says it's actually the thamarat, the fruit from the seed of muhabba planted inside the heart. Now, what he explains, he says that, um, so what he explains here is beautiful. He says, huwa safaru al-qalb ila al-mahboob. It's when the heart is traveling. Suffer, you know suffer, right? It's like when the heart is traveling to the beloved thing. It's like it, it's, it's going, even when it's absent, the heart keeps going there. The heart keeps going there. The heart keeps going there. He said this word, however, has been used in describing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or a relationship. In one hadith, the Rasul he made this dua. You guys ready for this dua? Beautiful dua, it's a long dua. The Prophet ﷺ said, Allahumma inni as'aluka bi'ilmika al-ghayb wa qudratika ala al-khalq. Oh Allah, I ask you, you can even write it in English. Oh Allah, I ask you, based on your knowledge of the unseen and your power over the creation, ihyini idha kanat hayat khayran li. Keep me alive so long as life is good for me. Keep me alive so long as life is good for me. Meaning, when life is bad, Ya Allah, I want to go back. I'm done. Like, I don't want to stay here. Yeah. Repeat it. Alright, so, the, you want the Arabic? Oh, hi, cool. Allahumma inni as'aluka. We got the recordings too, yeah. Allahumma inni as'aluka. Allahumma inni as'aluka bi'ilmika al-ghayb. Oh Allah, I ask you, by your knowledge of the unseen. وَقُدْرَتِكَ عَلَى الْخَلْقِ And by your power over the creation. إِحْيِنِي Keep me alive, O Allah. إِذَا كَانَتِ الْحَيَاةِ خَيْرًا لِي So long that life is good for me. So long that life is good for me. وَتَوَفَّنِي إِذَا كَانَ وَفَا خَيْرًا لِي And take my life when death is better for me. Take my life when death is better for me. Allahumma, the dua is continuing. What word are we looking for? Shawq, alright. Allahumma wa as'aluka khashyataka fil ghaybi wa shahada. Oh Allah, give me fear of you fil ghaybi wa shahada. When, when, I'm, when I'm by myself and when I'm in the presence of people. Give me fear of you both times. Like when, when I'm by myself and no one's around, give me fear the same way I act like I fear you when people are around. SubhanAllah. Wa as'aluka كَلِمَةَ الْحَقْ فِي الْغَضَبُ وَالْرَبَاءِ Oh Allah, let me speak the truth in moments of rage and moments of pleasure. Both situations, let me speak the truth, always. وَأَسْأَلُكَ الْقَصْدِ فِي الْفَقْرِ وَالْغِنَاءِ Oh Allah, keep me in the middle, keep me in the middle, in poverty and in the moments of richness. Like keep me right in the middle. Even when I have a lot, just keep my, my heart in the middle. And when I have nothing, keep my heart in the middle. Was Oh Allah, give me happiness that doesn't end. 
وَأَسْأَلُكَ قُرَّةَ الْعَيْنِ لَا تَنْقَتِعْ Oh Allah, give me coolness of the eyes that doesn't stop. وَأَسْأَلُكَ لَذَةَ النَّذَرِ Oh Allah, give me the pleasure of looking to, to your face, your, your generous face. Give me the pleasure of that. Like, subhanAllah, that pleasure of looking at the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like, just to see Him. And here's the word. He says, وَأَسْأَلُكَ أَشَّوْكَ and O oh Allah, give me shok, that yearning to meet you, that yearning to desire to, to be with you. Give me that in my heart. That yo, this dunya, man, I'm done, man. College, school, work, kids, yo, Allah, I want to get back, yo. I want to be with you, ya Allah. Give me that. Subhanallah. Allahumma zayyini bizina til iman. Allah beautify me with the beauty of faith. وَجَعَلْنَا هُدَاتِ muhtadin. Make us guides that are guided. Because you could be a guide that's misguided too. That's the end of the dua. But what's the, the main point? The Prophet ﷺ said, Oh Allah, give me shok, that desire. Remember, shok is a thamara of hub. Sah? Right? Shok, that yearning, is a fruit from the seed of love though. He says, in another narration, the abrar, the righteous people, their, their desire to meet, the word here, means milna, to meet, to, to, to not hook up, that won't be a good usage, right? But like to come together, right? To come together, liqa. So, وَأَنَا إِلَىٰ لِقَائِهِمْ أَشَدُّ شَوْقًا Allah says, the righteous people long to meet me and I long to meet them even more. Allah says that about those who long to see Allah. That they long to see me more than anything else. And I'm, I'm, I long to see them as well. And this now, here's the point. He says, وَهَذَا هُوَ الْمَعْنَى This t- concept of shawq is exactly what the Prophet ﷺ was saying when he said these words. Man ahabba liqa Allah, ahabba Allah liqa'ahu. Whoever loves to meet Allah. You know what this means? Whoever yearns to meet Allah, desires, has that shok, like I want to be back with Allah. Ahabba Allah liqa'ahu. Allah has that same yearning and desire for you to come back. But the opposite of that, the, the same hadith continues. What is it? Waman kariha. Whoever does not desire to meet Allah, Allah does not desire to meet that person. See, the thing here though, you got to remember, the reason why people despite me going back to Allah is because they haven't invested in that. Wherever you put your investment, you look forward to meeting that investment. Wherever you put work in, you look forward to going to that place where you put work in. But if you didn't put no work in, if you didn't prepare for that exam, you know when you study for the exam, and you'd be like, yeah, I'm ready, let's go. Other be like, man, exam's coming, man. I ain't even feeling it. And you over there like, nah, bring it, yo. Man Same concept. When that person has that desire to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he says here, he says, basair. He says, some people of Basira. We know what Basira is, right? Alright, Basira for those who this their first week Basira is that the sight of your, your heart That's how your heart sees Through Basira He says Allah says This is so beautiful Surah Al-Ankabut Fifth ayah Surah Ankabut The spider Fifth ayah Man kana yarju liqa Allah What does that mean? Whoever desires to meet Allah She okay? Whoever desires to meet Allah, فَإِنَّ أَجْرَ اللَّهِ لَآت Indeed, the time of Allah is close. You know what he says here? You ever, you know when brothers get engaged? And we're like, nah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You know when brothers get engaged and you don't know the date? It's like, yeah, it's coming. You'd be like, yo, that's like punishment right there. Like, my wife is here today, right? So, same, I mean, personally speaking, the engagement was done. So I was talking to, you know, Sheikh. 
I was like, Sheikh, when? He's like, it's coming. It's like Adab, every day was a year. Sah? Every day was like, whew. But once they set that date, yes. You have a goal, you see it's coming, you see relief coming. Right? Liqa. That word liqa is like liqa. Right? So listen, no, the beauty, listen, no. Look what he says about this verse. Look at what he says about this verse. The verse says, Man kana yarju liqa Allah. Whoever desires liqa with Allah, فَإِنَّ أَجَلَ اللَّهِ لَآتِ The date's already set. The date's set, y'all. It's coming, yo. It's so beautiful. Allah is just telling you. Allah is telling us. Whoever desires to meet Allah, the, the time, the date, it's already written down. It's coming. It's close. Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi is so beautiful. He says, When as Allah knows that those awliya, the awliya of Allah, the friends of Allah, when since Allah knows that Alim Allah subhanahu shidda to shawq al-awliya, He knows how intense the yearning of the friends of Allah is to meet Him. وَأَنَّ الْقُلُوبِ لَا تَهْدُوا دُونَ اللِّقَاءِ the hearts don't find peace until yo, till that till liqa. Daraballahu lahum ajalan. Allah put the time set, so you don't have to be sitting there wondering when is it gonna happen. The time is set. So Ibn Qayyim al Jawzi rahimahullah at this point, he in in another book of his. I just want to read a little bit, brothers and sisters, from another book of Ibn Qayyim al Jawzi rahimahullah. Same author, same author. On the same exact topic of shok, I want you to hear what he says in more detail about this concept of shok. He says, "There's an issue with shok." I'm reading directly from the text. Hal yazulu shok am He says, "Here's the problem. Here's a question I have for you. Does does the does the yearning die down when you get the beloved, or does it get stronger? You get the question, right?" You know, they say buyer's remorse. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> buyer's remorse. Like, does does so? His question, Ibn Qayyim al Josi asks a question. He says, "Does does the yearning go down when you get liqa, or does it grow?" He says. So one group says this. Y'all getting this? It's beautiful. He says, "A shok yazul." One group says, "Shok that yearning." Yazul biliqa. It goes down once you get liqa. Once you meet that beloved. Li'annahu talab. Because in reality, shawq is that desire, talab. That desire. Fa'idha hasal al matlub. So when you get the thing you were desiring, zal talab. The desire goes away. He said, because li'anna tahsil al hasil mahal. To gain what you have already is impossible. To gain what you have already is impossible. So he's like, there's no meaning for desire for something that you have already. He says, Shok, this yearning is husul is when you want it, well mahbub al-idraq, you love to have it. Now, he says, but the other side, and this is beautiful, he says, He's like, nah, there's other scholars that say something else. And what do they say? What do they say? He says, they say, Laysa kathalik. Ah, nah. You don't know what true love is. You haven't truly tasted it. Laysa kathalik. Bal shok yazidu bil wusul. He says, yearning, desires, even with desires, uh, in, the desire, yearning, increases when you reach. When you get when you get there, is y'all y'all, y'all getting this? <laughs> Uncle G, man, I don't know. Hope, yeah, talking about hope. I don't know if everyone's getting this, right? Y- y- y'all feeling this? Yeah. Moaz, Moaz, you. 
<laughs> you stuck? No, no, no. Ask right now, man. Ask right now. Thank you. There you go. The first opinion was like, look, what does shulk mean? To desire. I, I'm thirsty, yo. I'm thirsty. And once I get that sip, <sighs> done. Desire gone. Fahemt? Hold on, we ain't get there yet. I'm still working you up. We still, we still, we still work in there. Okay? So the first group's like, no. Shulk is that desire for that, that, that drink. And once you quench that thirst, you've, you've got it already. Fahemt? Everyone, now we all on the same page? See, that was a beautiful question. Alhamdulillah. Now this other group says, nah, uh-uh, wrong. Laysa kadalik. Bel ashok yazid. Shok, that desire increases when you reach, when you meet. And the closer you get, the stronger it gets. You feel it. You understand. The closer you get, the stronger it gets. He got another poem that I ain't reading. <laughs> he says, that's why some scholars used to say, the shok of the people of closeness is more complete than the than the shok of the lovers. Like uh, you, you know, some a family like you know a husband and wife that's been married for like 60, 70 years, and that sh that they still got that sh that desire. I saw this one thing on Facebook of this man. Like, my wife, I, you might remember his name. He was walking like three miles every day to visit his wife in the old, uh, in the hospital. He's like, I can't live a day without seeing her. He's like 70, man. My wife was like. <laughs> so, so that's, that's the shok Yazid. You know what I'm saying? It was so beautiful. He's like, every day. He makes that three mile trek. Because he said, I can't have a day without liqa. Let's keep reading. He says, he says, subhanAllah. And the reason why we're studying, you're like, yo, it's a halakha, what are you talking about love? Yo, because you have to overcome the other love with the true love. You won't wake up for, for fajr. You won't wake up for tahajjah without that love pulling you out of the bed. The Prophet ﷺ is laying down in the bed with Aisha, with his beloved. Someone asked, who do you love the most? Who did he say? Aisha. He's in the bed with Aisha. He whispers in, 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 in her ear. He says, Ya Aisha, da'ani unaji rabbi. Ya Aisha, can I go whisper to my Allah? Like, can, do I have your permission to just like slide off? I, I gotta talk to Allah. So what I'm saying is you have to understand you have to overpower those superficial loves. Those low, those aren't true loves. And what we learned last week is anything you love other than Allah will punish you. Accept what you love. Only, only Allah and love for the sake of Allah. So you have to conquer those loves and create that shok. And that's why we're going deep so you can understand that every other type of love is shallow. Except that true love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So listen to what he says. He says, This group that says loving shok increases, They say, look, shok is an effect of love. It's a necessary effect of hub. He says, so just like love doesn't decrease when you meet and reach, same way, shok, this yearning, it doesn't decrease when you reach, when you get it. Then he says, Now, everything he's about to mention is an effect of muhabba. He says, this is why. When you reach, what else doesn't leave? Rida. What is rida? When you're content with Allah. Alhamd, praise of Allah. Ijlal, honoring Allah. Muhaba, fear of Allah. All of these are byproducts of love for Allah. And he said, none of them go away 
by by getting close to Allah they only increase so same way the shok for Allah only increase فَحَاكَ بَالشَّوْكَ وَالْقَوْلَانْ حَقٌ So listen what he says now. He says, Mu'adh, he says, وَالْقَوْلَانْ حَقٌ Both of these groups have a bit of truth in them. Both of these these groups have a bit of truth in them. فَهِمْتْ Alright, so look what he says. وَفَصْلِ الْخِطَابِ فِي مَسْأَلَةِ He says, now let me give you the real secret here. He says, أَنَّ الْمُحِبِ إِذَا اشْتَاقَ إِلَى لِقَاءِ مَحْبُوبِهِ فَإِذَا حَصَلَ لَهُ لِقَاءَ He says, when you have that desire to meet the beloved, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or anything beloved, فَإِذَا حَصَلَ الْلِقَاءَ When you do meet that thing, when you get close to it, زَالَ ذَلِكَ الشَّوْكَ That shok, that yearning goes away. However, الَّذِي كَانَ That was just connected to meeting. He says, however, but right after that there comes another yearning inside of you there comes a deeper yearning inside of you that's far deeper than that first one that's far deeper than that first yearning and he says this one is, is deeper like that uncle walking 3 miles 70 years old he says it's deeper مَا يَزِيدُ قُرْبُهُ وَالْخُطْوَ عِنْدَهُ وَأَمَّا إِذَا قَدْرَ أَنَّهُ أَنَّهُ لَقِيَهُ ثُمَّ احْتَجَبَ عَنْهُ is dada. So first he says that one is deeper. And the closer you go, the closer you go, the more closer you want to go. Now he says something else. He says, وَأَمَّا إِذَا قَدْرَ أَنَّهُ لَقِيَهُ ثُمَّ احْتَجَبَ عَنْهُ He says, now here's something else I want you to understand. Imagine, imagine this. Imagine, Ahmed, you with me? Imagine if every time you got close, every time you saw some, a bit of it was covered up. Every time you saw a, a bit, she covered up something else. You with me, right? You with me, right? He says, he says, شوف عجيب ثم احتجب عن he says, imagine with Allah, every time you get closer, there's still something hidden. There's, there's still something you don't see. So you still want to get closer to see what you don't see. And then when you get closer and you see that, Allah shows you, guess what? There's something else hidden from me. There's something else hidden. And then Allah reveals that to you. You get closer, but He says, well, that's why when the Rasul he said there were 70,000 hijabs of nur between me and Allah. 70,000 hijab. Like you get close Muaz, you get a peak and then when you get a peak you're like oh. and then you realize something else is hidden too. And you get a peak of that and there's something else hidden. And it never stops. He says this is the shok for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah. Subhanallah That's why the love of Allah is the most intense of, of loves The love of Allah is the most intense of loves There is nothing deeper Because as you get closer You realize there's another hijab that you, you want to Subhanallah And that's why the hadith says in Jannah As soon as Allah shows himself We forget everything Because there's a higher love There's a higher pleasure and then he says, wait, y'all got to enjoy Jannah. This hadith, right? Hadith says, I'm, I'm, I'm like colloquializing the hadith, obviously, right? <laughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals himself and the Ahlul Jannah just stand there in lezza, in pleasure, looking at Allah. And Allah says, okay, go back, enjoy Jannah. They're like, nah. We just want to look at you. So Allah has to cover himself so that the people enjoy Jannah. Allah has to cover himself so that the people enjoy Jannah. Because if he left himself exposed, you would it's the highest love, it's the highest leza, you would want to do nothing else. SubhanAllah. Alright. So he says. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 
it's just it's beautiful because there's no intiha to loving Allah and everything in this world there's, intiha means the end there's no end to loving Allah but everything in this world there's an end to it there's a limit you can reach there's you hit that point where I, I, I got everything I could get from it let me skydive now <laughs> you know what I mean like let me send a Tesla up to the sky because I've run out of things to do Wallah seriously I don't know what else to do but with Allah it's just that choke increases as you get closer so listen to what he says now we back to the main book he says the most beautiful life overall means looking at everything the most beautiful life the most pleasurable life you can have Aisha al-Muhibbin The life of a lover Mushtaq ilallah The life of a lover That yearns for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That's the most beautiful life He says فَحَيَاتُهُمْ هِيَ حَيَاتِ الطَّيِّبِ The life of the lover of Allah That is حَيَاتٌ طَيِّبًا فِي الْحَقِيقَةِ In reality وَلَا حَيَاتَ لِلْأَبْأَتِيَبِ وَلَا أَنْعَمْ وَلَا أَهْنَا مِنْ There's no life for a slave more beautiful and loved than that. And this is what Allah says in the Quran, مَنْ عَمِلَ صَالِحًا مِنْ ذَكَرٍ أَوْ أُنْثَى وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٍ فَلَنُحْيَنُّهُ حَيَاةٍ طَيِّبًا Whoever does righteous action, be they male or female, we will give them حَيَاةٍ طَيِّبًا He says that's the, the life of a muhib of Allah, a lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لَيْسَ الْمُرَادْ هُنَا Now listen closely. He says, لَيْسَ murad." When we say a good life, talking about that good life. What does good life mean? It's an inside joke, me and my wife. Alright. What's that good life? <laughs> Sorry. لَيْسَ murad minha hayat mushtarik bain al-mu'min wal-kafir. He says, no, no. When I say good life, I'm not talking about a nice car. I'm not talking about square footage of a house. I'm not talking about physical beauty. Ma bain al-mushtarik bil that thing that both Kafir and the, and the Muslim share. He goes, I'm not talking of that's not Hayatun Tayyiba. He says, You know, beautiful family, beautiful spouse, good food, eating out all the time, nice clothes. He says, uh-uh. He says, sometimes Allah gives his enemies more of that stuff. Sometimes Allah gives those who hate Him the most more of that. You know there's a hadith, Prophet said, if this dunya was even worth the, 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 the value of the wing of, of a mosquito, if it, if it was, hypothetically speaking, Prophet said that if it was, hypothetically, Allah would not give a kafir a drink of water. If it was worth. Now they have much more than drinks of water, don't they? And some believers don't even have drinks of water, right? The point is, it's not even worth a mosquito in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the whole dunya. You getting dunya is not a sign of Allah's love for you. Make sure you understand that. We really have to understand that deeply. We think, oh I got a job, yes Allah you love me. Nah, He gives that to everybody. But a relationship with Him, He only gives to special people. Closeness to him only is given to those who love him and he loves. Faith in him is only given to those who love Allah. The ability to wake up in the middle of the night for tahajjit or wake up for fajr, that's only given to people that love Allah. A car, everybody gets it. It doesn't mean anything. That's what he says here. وَقَدَ ذَمَّنَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى لِكُلِّ مَنْ عَمِلَ صَالِحًا Allah has taken the responsibility that whoever is... Uh, whoever is uh, you know, does righteous actions to give him that hayat al-tayyibah, that beautiful life. So he says, وَأَيِّ حَيَاتِ أَطِيَبْ مِنْ حَيَاتِ مَنْ اجْتَمَعْ هُمُومَهُ كُلَّ Now listen closely. He says, what life could be better than the one اجْتَمَعَتْ هُمُومُهُ All of their worries have become كُلُّهَا وَصَارَتْ حَمَّنْ وَاحِدًا 
all of their worries have become one worry. Now you may be like, whoa, 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 we lo you lost me there. There's a hadith of the Prophet I want to share with you. Well-known hadith. It's one of my favorite hadith, okay? Whenever I have a lot I'm thinking about, a lot of different worries, school, house, this, that, like a lot of stuff, I remember this hadith my teacher taught me. I'm going to share with you right now. The hadith is this. Man ja'ala al-humum hamman wahid. Whoever takes all of their worries and makes them one worry. Makes them one worry. Hamma akhiratihi. The worry of the relationship with Allah. Kafahullahu hamma dunya. Allah will take care of all of those worries. Whoever their worries scatter them. Worried about this, worried about that, worried about. See, when you're worried about all those things, you can't love Allah. You got too many things on your plate to love Allah. You got too many worries that are on you to, to be worried about getting close to Allah. So, what this hadith is saying, whoever takes all of those worries and goes, you know what? I got a deeper worry. I'm going to make all of my worries one worry. How? There's something more important than all of those? It's my relationship with Allah. I'm putting all that behind me and I'm focusing just on this worry right here. How will I please Allah? How will I please my beloved? But then he says the opposite. Okay. Whoever takes all of those worries and is scattered, Allah says, فَلَا أُبَالِي لَمْ أُبَالِي أَيِّ Allah says, I don't care what valley you die in. Each, each of those hums is a valley. Allah says, it doesn't matter which valley you die in. Meaning one of them, something's going to kill you. Spiritually kill you. Or you take all of those worries and make them one worry. Meaning you have a supreme love over all of those loves. And that one love becomes the only love you worry about. Allah says, all of those small loves, I'll take care of them. Moaz, you get this one? Everyone? Fahmt? No. Can you elaborate where scatters their worries? Allah doesn't care what value you die Yes. Yes. So what the, the, he asked for me to elaborate whoever scatters their worries. Allah says, the hadith says, فَلَمْ يُبَالْ Allah doesn't care in which valley. In this hadith, what it's saying is that each of these worries can overpower you. Each of these worries can, can consume you. You can be someone who's only worried about school all the time. Only worried about work all the time. Only worried about whatever it may be all the time. It just consumes you. So, that will consume you, spiritually kill you. So the point is now when you have all of these worries, they're each a valley that can consume you. So whatever one you choose, you die in that valley. But the opposite is this. You know what? I don't care about none of this. I got something way more important. You know when something's really pressing on your head, all of those small things don't worry no more? And the moment that thing's gone, all of a sudden those things look big again? You guys know what I'm saying? So what, what this is teaching you is to, whenever those worries become a lot, make them small by putting the higher one up and be like, yo, I got to worry about my fudger, yo. I got to worry about fudger, yo. Yo, job, Allah going to take care of that, yo. Grades, I got to study, but Allah going to take care of that. You know what I mean? Like, the point is you got to lower those by creating that higher love and creating that meaning. Because once you have that higher love, it, it, over, it becomes the primary hum, worry, the primary concern. Fahemt? Questions? Okay, we, we will have time for questions too at the end, inshallah. Look what he says though. He says... He says, okay, I'm going to go back and read what he says again. What, he says, what life can be better than the one who takes all of their worries and makes them one worry only? One worry only. وَصَارَتْ حَمَنْ wahid, And their one worry becomes مَرْضَاتِ Pleasing Allah. That's it. وَلَمْ شَعَثَ قَلْبِهِ His heart isn't scattered. بِالْإِقْبَالِ عَلَى اللَّهِ Scattered and stopped from going close to Allah. وَاجْتَمَتْ إِرَادَتُهُ وَأَفْكَارُهُ الَّتِي كَانَتْ مُنْقَسِمَةً بِكُلِّ وَادٍ مِنْهَا شُعْبَ عَلَى اللَّهِ He says, and all of now his heart becomes all, like, اجتمأ, comes together. It was once scattered, now the heart comes together. And it, he says, it literally comes out of each of those valleys and has one concern only. And then he says, 
بَلْ خَطَرَاتِ الْقَلْبُهُ All of his worries of his heart are all around that. He says, when that happens, now listen closely. Y'all with me, right? فَإِنْ سَكَتَ سَكَتَ بِاللَّهِ If this person doesn't speak, سَكَتَ بِاللَّهِ is quiet for the sake of Allah. وَإِنْ نَطَقَ نَطَقَ بِاللَّهِ If he speaks, he speaks for the sake of Allah. وَإِنْ سَمِيَ فَبِهِ يَسْمَعَ If he's listening, he's listening for the sake of Allah. أَبْصَرَ فِيهِ أَبْصَرَ If he's looking, she's looking for the sake of Allah. Touching, يَمْشِي تَحَرَّكْ سَكَنَ Moving, living, resting, يَمُوتْ Dying, whole life becomes what? For the sake of Allah. And you know what he says? This brings us to a hadith. You know what the hadith is? The Prophet ﷺ said, مَنْ تَقَرَّبَ إِلَيَّ عَبْدِي مَا تَقَرَّبَ no person comes close to me by doing the farida. That's the thing that brings you closest to me. But then a person keeps getting closer. I'm going to say that again. The Prophet said, No one can get closer to me by anything better than the farida. Like what Allah has ordained for you to do. The fard. Then, Allah said, then the hadith goes, But a person will continually get close. Get close by doing nawafil. Extra. Until what? Hatta ahabu. Until I love that person. What are we talking about today the whole time? Love. That seed. Until I love that person. Now look what he said. Rasulullah says, فَإِذَا أَحْبَبْتُهُ When I love that person, I become the ears by which they listen, the eyes by which they see, the hand by which they touch, the feet by which they walk. For me they listen, for me they look, for me they touch, for me they walk. Look at the beauty of this. You be that what he's trying to show you, he's saying, he's saying that this hadith is explained to us, it is telling us that, that the, the way you get muhabba is by two things. Here's the thing, you're like, yo, I I want shok, I want muhabba. Here's what he says. He says the way you get muhabba is two things. The farida and nawafir. Farida and nawafir. Farida means the fart, what you have to do. And nawafil means the extra. You do that extra for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay. So, yeah, there's more here. But inshallah, I think, yeah, inshallah, I'm going to, um, I want everyone to realize what he's trying to tell us at this point. What, he, what he's trying to tell us, everyone, is that when you're stuck in a sin, whatever sin that may be, it's because that lower love has distracted you from the real love. That lower love for whatever it may be has distracted you from that real love. And you have to rise up above that lower love and realize that there's a deeper love and create that shok and create that desire and that longing. And the beautiful thing is as you increase in shok, as you get closer and closer, there's still more that, that's to be revealed. So you desire for more and more. Alright, I'm going to stop and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a poem to y'all. I've been skipping poems all day. So I'm going to drop one um, poem. And I know it may be something that down in the DFW y'all don't read. I'm about to drop some roomy on y'all, yo. Oh, no. Bidda, we ain't coming back no more. Done. That's all I had to hear. So I'm going to read one to you that discusses what we talked about today that you got to come out that, that lower love and raise up to that higher love um, the name of this one is called Ocean Love the name of this one is called Ocean Love I'm going to try to break it down as we go through it but I think my wife is a little better at breaking it down so if I mess up you can help me out here alright Okay, y'all ready? <laughs> I know y'all, you just read bro, what you doing right here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen close. God is pleased when your love realizes it is part of so something oceanic and begins to move with the whole. I'm gonna read that again. God is pleased when your love realizes it is part of something oceanic and begins to move with the whole. 
the larger love is more real the larger love is more real being itself reality these forms a mix of earth and water yes you say but I already have a deep love not deep or vast enough more like rain water filled with silt don't wash your hands there I'm gonna read that again the larger love is more real being itself reality these forms a mix of earth and water yes you say but I already have a deep love not deep or vast enough <laughs> more like rainwater fill filled with silt don't wash your hands there Yani wash your hands in the ocean the ocean is the love of Allah the love you must enter lives in the saints Saints means awliya here, awliya. The love you must enter lives in the awliya and the prophets. It is already the ocean, whereas most loving still filters through countryside enjoying the passage. I'm read that again. The love you must enter lives in the saints and the prophets. It is already the ocean, whereas most loving filters through the countryside enjoying the passage it ain't at the ocean yet you playing with water on the passage side on the countryside you're supposed to be swimming in the ocean with the real love the ocean says quit pretending to be clear that pretense keeps you from receiving what I can give that water that, that love you have there ain't clear that love is, is muddled with all types of stuff. The love of Allah is saying, yo, quit pretending to be clear. Come with my love. I'm going to read it again. The love you must enter lives in the saints and the prophets. It is already the ocean. Whereas most loving still filters through countryside, enjoying the passage. The ocean says, quit pretending to be clear. The pretense keeps you that pretense keeps you from receiving what I can give. Your water wants to reach the sea, but landscapes keep holding it back. Your water wants to reach the sea, but landscapes keep holding it back. If you could shake loose your foot, the earth would become completely dry and ocean water completely free. But desserts and undiluted wine soak your back into wet ground, soak you back into wet ground. Wanting wealth, power, and more tasty food have made you drunk. When you can't have what you want, you get headaches. That hungover disappointment is proof that what made you drunk was desire. Let a more measured necessity govern the intensity of wanting. Let a more governed necessity measure the intensity of wanting. Let a more measured necessity, love of Allah, Sharia, let a more measured necessity govern the intensity of wanting what you want. You say, I don't need help with this. I'm already united with God. I don't need you, yo. I'm already united with God. Between me and Allah. You say, I don't need this help with this. I'm already united with God. <laughs> That's like groundwater claiming to move with the tide. That's like groundwater claiming to move with the tide. Not yet. Stay with those who have pure love. Not yet. Stay with those who have pure love. The taste of milk and honey is not it. Love instead that which gave deliciousness. 
The taste of milk and honey is not it. Love instead that which gave deliciousness. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Just let it hit. Let it hit. It's good. The taste of love, the taste of milk and honey is not it. Love instead that which gave deliciousness. This world is a watery shadow of ocean love. This world is a watery shadow of ocean love. That sea of light cannot be contained. And single human beings so leave fragments and be the mountain. Stop there, inshallah. Stop loving this low stuff, man, and make your love only Allah. When you make your love only Allah, you rise up over everything else. Allah give us tawfiq, inshallah. Any questions? Yo, that was a hard part, man. Me, me and my wife still working on that one, man. Did you get that last one? You want to explain that one? All right, hold on. Let me read it. Let me read it back. Yo, Rumi, man. I know what y'all heard, but don't let people hold you back from knowledge. This world is a watery shadow of ocean love. You, you get that. All right. That sea of light cannot be contained. In single human beings, so leave fragments and be the mountain. I don't know, yo. I'm be straight up. I gotta sleep on that. I gotta sleep on that. Yes, Sundus or uh, Lemis. Yep. That's a great question. In this book where I stopped at, there's two types of liqa. There's liqa in ilm and liqa in uh, ma'rifa. Right? So so he explains the two different types of liqa. One is just to have liqa in knowledge. He says, since you asked the question, he says, فَعَلَمْ أَنَّ الشَّوْقْ نَوْآن There's two types of shawq. Shawq ila liqa. Well, that's different. Shok to meet and shok in the moment at that you meet. But so this liqa, I, I remember reading it somewhere. I can't remember right now, Sister Lamis. But the liqa means to actually meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to be close with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Example, there's two types. When the Prophet was laying with Aisha, what did he say? Da'ni unaji rabbi. Can I go talk to Allah? You understand? That's the type of liqa right there. That even in this world, you, when, when you don't have a time with Allah, you go, yo, I, I got to talk to Allah. I'm feeling, feeling distant. But then there's that real liqa. Like, nah, I want to really meet. Like, one is the text messages, bruh. <laughs> the other is like, Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> For real. And the only reason I bring that up is because there's a lot of resemblance to that. That true love that we're supposed to have with Allah. Oh, yes, uh, Fatima. No, I was just going to say, um, couldn't it also be taken literally, like, literally as well, too? Because, like, um... Literally call, like, death. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, 100%. Is there no, like, arrogance in that a little bit when you're, like... Nah, it's just, it's, just a, it's just a lover wanting to be with the beloved. It's just a lover wanting to be with the beloved. Yes, it seems that way. Yes, yes. Shok being the 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 being one of the highest. Yes. But there's more. We haven't come next week to be continued, right? He's still teaching us. Moaz and then sister. Layarjuna, the one we read that Yarjuna. Okay. They don't look forward to the hereafter. So they don't look forward to seeing Allah and like, is it, does that mean, like, is there a specific thing that people do? No, no, no. So it's more, and this is what Lamise is basically trying to say, like, all of us got some sins and all of us are kind of like, um, I'm not ready to go back, really. I'm not really like, like, tonight? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, um, 
So man kana larju liqa Allah. Some people it's like holistic. They're like, what are you talking about going back to Allah? I don't even want to. Nah, I don't even want to talk about it. I'll look forward to it. I want life, life, life. Because they've invested so much here, they don't want to leave where they've invested most at. Right? But those who have started to invest over there, after a while, you want to see the returns of your investment. You keep waking up for Tahajj, you're like, uh, can I see some of that nor? Like, really see it? Like, you start to want that return. So is there like a phase you get to or a point in life you get to once you've invested so much where you're like, okay, you know, I'm down to die. You know? So I didn't want to say it like that clear, like, <laughs> like down to die, but... Without doubt, there's a point when the lover who has been investing in the hereafter is like, yo, let's go. That's why, look, the Prophet on his deathbed, what does he say? Ila Rafiq al A'la. Highest friend, yo, highest friend, highest friend. Like over all other loves, come on, highest friend. Right? So, what was the dua we read at the beginning, though? Right? What would, keep me alive so long as life is good Meaning Keep me alive so long as it's keeping me getting closer Closer, closer Right? And when life ain't good for me no more Take me back Yes, I'm sorry You had a question Yeah, tonight has been pretty deep, right? Mm-hmm No, so the way I understand that, the way I understand that is prioritizing worries, prioritizing concern. And for many of us, the least of our concerns is fard, fard salah. The least of our concerns is pleasing Allah. Like, it didn't cross my mind today. I didn't worry about that today. So, but, but what I understand from that, what, he, what this hadith is saying is that if you allow yourself to be consumed with all these various worries, each one of them is enough to consume you completely and to collectively they keep you away from Allah. The other side of that coin is no. Take all of those worries, place them under a one primary worry that overcomes your mind and your heart. That preoccupation is pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The result in the hadith is that whoever makes their worries that one worry, then Allah begins to take care of all of that underneath. But when you yourself try to take care of all of that, Allah's like, alright, take care of it. Whichever one consumes you to death, it will consume you. Mm, similar. I think so. I didn't think of that's beautiful. Yeah. Solely for one. Instead of all scattered. SubhanAllah. Perhaps, yo. That's profound. Yeah, uh, there's, a, there's a few sisters, yes. Al Mabu Ma'amen Ahabba. You know, Sister Iman, I would connect it a little different. You know how? What he told us is one of the ways to get love. You ever know you start hanging out with one of your friends who's really into cars or whatever it may be, that day you start thinking about cars more? You know what I'm saying? No? Alright. Like, all of a sudden now, I, I, you know, I want to get into business. Like, I wasn't even thinking about opening a business till we were chilling together. But now I'm like, yeah, maybe I could do this, yeah. So, the way I look at it, sister, al-mar'u ma'amana habba, I know the word habba there, you'll be with those who you love. I think we should look at a different hadith. Al-mar'u ala dini khalilihi. A man or a woman will will love what their friends love. Their, their deen will be your deen. What they love will be what you love. So the point here is regardless of how cool they are or how whatever, you need to start chilling with people who love Allah. At least once a week. To offset all that other stuff. <laughs> At least. Right? Those people that talk about that stuff. Like, who everybody else is like, here she go again. <laughs> nah, those are the ones you want to be with. Because they will, they will create that love inside your heart, heart too. Just the same way the other person creates the, the love or desire for you to start a business. When you start chilling with them. 
So I think one of the ways we create that love is is you start you start hanging out with people and at least imitating them, at least being around them. Man, just when you get to a certain age where you realize like the world don't have nothing for you, man. You know, it's good here and there. But true fulfillment? Nah, yo. Your heart has a void. Only one thing can fill it. Allah. It's insatiable. Rasul Sallallahu said, if you had two valleys of gold, you want three. You cannot be fulfilled. There's one thing that will fulfill you. Satiate you. Satisfy you. That's Allah. And that's Allah in your heart. Where you feel Allah is with you every movement you take. You get in the car, Ya Allah, Alhamdulillah. Just that connection right there. That's it. That's that love right there. May Allah give it to us, yo. May Allah give it to us, man. Allah really, we, we ask Allah, give it to us. Because then everything's easy. Like when you got that love, stuff becomes so easy. I'm not going to drag on. I know we've been having class for a minute. so, But everything becomes so light when that becomes the heaviest thing for you. Everything becomes so light when that becomes the heaviest thing for you. Okay?